everybody. Welcome to the Miko One Show. I'm your host, Cricket. Today, our guest is Felicia Smith. Hello, Felicia. Hi, girlfriend. How are you? I'm awesome. I am awesome. I'm so glad I finally made it here. Amen. Amen. Felicia, we have worked as a respiratory therapist together for over 10 years. And oh, then you I think went back it's to way speech. longer than that. I'm trying to be gentle for okay. our age. Come on. Really? Okay, I'm right. Over 10 years. Can we do okay. not saying over 30? <laughs> over 10. Okay, I'm putting it out there. My hey, God. the truth, the truth says us free, girl. We got to let people know how long we have been making it around here. And okay, Steve, over 30, over 32 years. Over 32 years. My son 33. Okay. So over you. 30 years for me. How many for you for respiratory therapists? Because you oh, I, what so 28? 28, 28 years. So okay. So we've yeah. been the respiratory therapists for at least 30 years plus. So my thing is we worked together in the whole nine yards. You went back to school to become a registered nurse, which was amazing. The sacrifice, the whole nine years, mo- nine yards. You motivated people how to really downsize their income, their bills to even sacrifice. So I remember the talk you gave me and I was like, okay, that's a testimony. Yeah, I still got bills. That's <laughs> my unsolicited getting- advice. <laughs> yes. I listen. That I often a- offer. <laughs> yes. And it should make it into a business plan, another business plan. Because you're right in the credible. hallway, right in the hallway, right where I meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and so my thing is, how did you balance respiratory therapists, RRT, and your registered nursing career? Um, how did I balance the careers? Well, I can tell you how I balanced the transition because I no longer work as a respiratory therapist. I no longer work as a nurse at bedside either, but I'll tell you how I balanced the transition. Um, So I've always worked part-time. It's a financial strategy for me. And when I decided to go back to school, I made sure that my household affairs were in order first before I put that type of um, heaviness on my family. So my son was in middle school. Uh, You know, the orthodontist was right across the street. He knew how to get to the library. And so it made life easier because he wasn't nearly as dependent on me. Um, I, my husband was available. And so I went back to school to be a nurse. I worked part-time 20 hours a week in my respiratory therapy position. And I, um, I, then went back part-time and I started at community college. Um, One big thing that I did do before I made this transition was I gave up all power positions. So I quit my supervisory role because you cannot move for yourself and try to be everything that a corporation wants you to be for them to. So I gave up that um, in respiratory and became just a regular staff therapist. And then I started moving towards nursing for myself. Um, I actually finished nursing in 2014 and stayed in respiratory uh, for nine months. 
took my NCLEX in February and still continued as a respiratory therapist for nine months because I just wasn't ready to transition back into learning mode again, which is orientation. And so once I was ready, the end of in September 2015, I put in my two-week notice for respiratory and started. I had carefully selected where I would work and how I would work as a nurse because it's my life and my choices and it's my education. And so I was strategic in picking where I want, wanted to work. And so I started in uh, uh, pre-op and um, PACU uh, as a uh, recovery room nurse in September of 2015. That's how I balanced the transition. I don't do both. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Nursing Detroit, you created an organization and it's just not for nursing because you looked out for us respiratory therapists. And I, when I look at a lot of the posts, they're very motivational. How people have, I got my RN, I got my CNA, you know, I got my LPN and everybody, I'm motivating everybody and, yes. and, and uplifting everyone. And it's, I don't think, I know it's a lot of people that don't live in Detroit that's a part of that organization as well. Cause I've seen some nurses that followed me from Bangor and everything that have been a part, that's a part of the um, organization. Tell us a little bit about the mission of vision statement for nursing Detroit. So I created nursing Detroit. Actually there was a CNA that came to me one day. I was in another organization and it was just for nurses. And the young woman was a CNA and she said, Felicia, I love all the things you do. I wish I could participate, but I'm not a nurse. Mm. So that bothered my heart. Um, as a respiratory therapist, not getting the recognition that I know I deserved and respiratory therapists deserve with their level of education. Um, I always felt as if I was beneath from the viewpoint of, you know, another perspective beneath nursing. And I never appreciated that viewpoint. Um, I know that a hospital cannot survive without a respiratory therapist. I know that nurses cannot survive without a CNA. I know that the whole unit can't make it well without a unit clerk. So I did not want to create another community that was simply to glamorize nurses only when nurses can't do it without the whole team. So I was one of the first to create a group where all of the healthcare team was included, recognized, acknowledged, and um, and and celebrated. And so that was, that became my mission. It was also from a perspective of understanding that we work in bubbles in our, in our uh, healthcare professions. So we're over here at this hospital, but we don't know anything that's going over in this other hospital system. And Lord forbid that I should end up in Henry Ford Health System and I don't know anybody. So I saw all of my healthcare friends leaving my, uh, you know, the company I work for 
and had no way of keeping in touch with them. So I created this community to highlight all areas of health care. I call it Nursing Detroit because we are all in the business of nursing. We are all here to nurse people back to health, whether it's by giving a breathing treatment, whether it's by doing a bed change, whether it is by doing a bed bath, whether it's by hanging an IV. We are all in the field, in the, in the mission of nursing. So I'm also a brander. So everyone knows nursing. How many people knew respiratory until COVID, right? Yes. Exactly. So you have to be smart when you're when you're branding and you're thinking of growing a community. And so I called it Detroit because I love Detroit, but you can go so many places in the suburbs and they recognize themselves as Detroit because Detroit is the hub of Michigan, right? And mm-hmm. so so it is for all healthcare workers throughout Michigan, but Michigan's not sexy. Nursing Michigan was not sexy. <laughs> Nursing Detroit was. <laughs> so that's how I came up with it. That is our mission to bring all of us together to support each other. And if God forbid that I'm in another healthcare system, I can reach out to my Nursing Detroit family and find a nurse or a therapist or a CNA, you know, or, or an EKG tech or a doctor that is a part of our community and we can support each other beyond the walls of our own institutions. Amen. 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 And I didn't know, you know, because of COVID without a respiratory therapist, the hospital becomes uh, urgent care. I learned that. I was like, really? Yes. Because, you know, they, they would never tell us how important we were, but you can't run an ICU without a respiratory therapist. How about that? Absolutely. And, and we, we, we just followed along. But when one of the guys told me, one of the doctors that I worked with, he said, without respiratory, the hospital becomes uh, urgent care. We will lose so much money that it's ridiculous. I really wish that someone would take up the fight for respiratory therapy. I've always said that, you know, um, because... But it starts with us. It starts with yeah. it starts with us. I, this is how I'm doing my part. This is how I'm playing my part for the profession. You know, I don't, it's very rare that you, I made a post today. I'm a nurse and I'm a respiratory therapist. It's very rare that I will leave that out because it's, it's the foundation of my um, healthcare education. And so um, I know how valuable my education in respiratory therapy uh, is. I've been through the nursing program and I know how stringent the respiratory therapy program was in comparison. So nobody can come to me and talk to me about thinking you know more than me because I've been through both programs, okay? So so I'm, hey, 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 I I put it where it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm a straight shooter. I know both programs. And I know that the respiratory therapy program is much harder. Amen. Amen. You know, I went through respiratory therapy program pregnant. So you, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's yes. all I'm going to And it's, you know, and it's understandable not to take anything away from nursing. It's understandable because it's a focus. R- respiratory therapy is a focus. 
nursing, I was like, that's all I got to know. You know, I, I thought I was going, you know how they taught us. We had to go into detail in respiratory yeah. therapy because it's so much detail to airways and ventilation and, and um, diameter. I mean, you know, you, you just think you're giving a breathing treatment. Mm-mm. No. And see, so my much. thing on the West side, we have created a team. So when I moved on the West side, the respiratory therapist is a part of that team and they know it's value because each hospital I work at now, besides the one in Grand Rapids, I'm the only respiratory therapist. Wow. So yeah. So we come in, they, you know, anything that come through that door, Hey, let's go down. Hey, come on. They, they, they don't even have to call. We're down there. It's down there <laughs> making it happen, making it come together. And the, I must say the teamwork is amazing on the West side. Even the EMS crew, it's a part of that team and how important when you say they, the West side. Where are you talking about? Just, I call it the West side. Because like I'm right now I'm in, um, Papa that go to grand Haven where I'm just the only respiratory therapist. So uh-huh. yeah. So, and must think the EMS crew is amazing. They overlooked underpaid. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. They mm-hmm. are a great team to the, to the medical field because Absolutely. when I can't, when I need to get something, I'm the only one. They got my back. They the, bottom, the bottom line is, every position is va- is invaluable. Yes. Because try yes. to do it without that one position. Try to do it. You know, my- I remember. I remember a time when they were uh, reducing staff at my facility and. <clears throat> and they were talking about reducing the unit clerks. And I just remember nurses saying, well, they don't do nothing anyway. Ooh, Lord. Mm-mm. The communication piece that makes us- what? Until it's time for you to go and try to take care of your patient over there in room seven and then run and answer the phone. That's when you recognize somebody was doing something. But mm. now, now since, you know, Y'all didn't think they do anything. Now just have the nurses do it now. Okay. Answer the phone too. So I, I just think that we we really undermine other uh positions and other jobs around nursing. And it's all in support of the patient, each and every, each and every position. That's what nursing Detroit speaks to. And I want to add this. I had a, um, a patient in the cold and my cart flipped over. They overlook housekeeping. Housekeeping was the one that rung the cold blue bell when she went in and cleaned the patient's room. She found the patient unresponsive because, you know, everybody got to be a BLS if you work in a hospital. Absolutely. She called, she called that cold blue. My cart flipped over. She came out of that room, put my cart back together where I can function and made it happen. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. And when you have some of these organizations that just cut, cut, cut at their staffing, I I just, I I can't function in it. I can't function in it. I can't function. I don't function well inside of healthcare anymore. Amen. (laughs) So, um, you know. So let's talk about you being an entrepreneur. I always felt that you should have been the first black president, female president of the United States, but we'll keep talking about that. But Adore Bags, let me quote you on Adore Bags. Door bags are unique door ornaments handmade from new and recycled purses. Yep. 
You heard it. You heard it right. They're <laughs> perfect. Door bag. Get it. Get it. Right. Yes. So, so that's one of your, that's one of your uh, marketing quotes. So just let us know about what's on your front door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm also I wear a lot of hats. I do. I have a lot of talents. I'll put it like that. God has blessed me with a lot of gifts. And, um, and so one of them uh, is a gift of create creativity. And so I've always been crafty, always been creative. And it's, I must do something creative with my hands. There's no option for me right? I have to. So when I was in nursing school, that was just too much academics, too much reading, too many books. And when I took a, got a break, I went right into creative mode. I am a, 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 a interior decorator, certified interior decorator. And, <clears throat> and so when I, I was bored, tired of reading and studying nursing, so I started doing stuff around my house and decided I wanted something cute on my door. So I took an old purse, put some flowers in it, hung a little S for my last name on it, and put it on the door, posted it to Facebook, and that was it, right? And so now today, you know, I came up with the word door bag. It's a trademark. It's my word. And the business is called a door bag, A-D-O-R-E bag. and um, and now I ship all across the United States and Canada. And they're customized ornaments, uh, unique. You won't see anything else like, well, you might, because somebody might be biting my idea. That's okay. I understand. Just don't call it a door bag or I'm coming for you like, right? <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> and, um, you know, and it's been a way for me to be creative. It's also a, a, it's also a ministry because... I've had the privilege of working individually with people that are going through all types of things. And so I will put all types of inspirational messages on their door bags. And this is the first thing, like I say to them, this is, this is the entryway to your home. This is when people come through your door, you want to set the energy for them. You know, sometimes you got to stop certain energies at your door, you know, and so I would put those messages on the door for the for the customer and um, or whatever else their heart desires. And I customize it specifically for them. And it's been it's been awesome. My business Um, it's growing. I finally got someone this year that's going to work in it and help me because I've kind of it's gotten out of control. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Right? Yes. Oh, my God. I need this is another marketing quote. They great. They greet advice and remind you before stepping foot into your sacred place. They add with special touches and just the right amount of cuteness. Door bags are you hanging out on your front door? Oh, That's yeah. yeah you, got, right. you had a lot of. So that was one of them that I really, really, really loved. Um, let's talk about just being Felicia. That's another creative creative mechanism that you have created. It's to me, when I look at that website, it's inspirational. 
you elevating people, you're motivating people. But what is the creative mechanism behind just being Felicia? Let's talk about it. www.justbeingfelicia.com. Yes. So um, if you go to that website right now, it may, it's under reconstruction. So you may not get me right now, but it's coming. Um, But, you know, I think one thing, I believe that everyone should brand themselves. Um, We all are unique in our own rights. And some of us struggle in life uh, with identity. And it's because we oftentimes think that we have to be what people think we should be, what society thinks we should be. And we off, when that happens, we are pigeonholed. We allow people, things, titles to pigeonhole us. Mm-hmm. I just cannot be pigeonholed. I, it's so much, like I started saying, God has blessed me with so many gifts and talents. I can't possibly just pick one and focus on. So a long time ago, I decided that I would just be me. I'm just being Felicia. So if you see me putting flowers in a purse one day and doing CPR the next day and wearing a funky T-shirt the day after that, and then so over here, I'm coaching because I'm just doing me. This is what I do. And I love a lot. If you might see me with a hammer and I'll say I fix my own fence. I'm just doing me. So that's where just being Felicia came from. Uh, I just needed to express myself to the world as I am in whatever manner I choose and however God made me to be. And it's my business. (laughs) Okay. And so and I hope that it encourages other people to look inside of themselves and define themselves as opposed to letting the world define them. And so that's the, that's the mission behind just being Felicia. I always say one of my hashtags is be smart, be cute, be real. And that be smart means educate yourself, educate yourself. If it's just watching a YouTube video or or reading an article. It doesn't mean you have to go and get formal education and spend $50,000. Not when God's giving you a gift. You don't need that. Okay. So educate yourself. Be smart. Be cute. You know, ladies, no matter what, no matter what, acknowledge your own beauty. It does not have to look like mine. It does not have to look, you don't have to be shaped like that. This skin tone, this, <clears throat> this nationality, be cute be, and, and, and embrace your own beauty and be real. Be honest with your feelings. If you don't like how it feels, get away from it. So that's my mission in just being Felicia and be smart, be cute, be real to empower anyone, mainly women, to just be themselves and define themselves. And use all the God-given gifts to express yourself in this world. That was a powerful, encouraging, uplifting message that you have sent out with just being Felicia. I want to say thank you once again, Felicia Smith, for being a part of the Be Cold One Show. I'm your host, Cricket. I always close with prayer. Father God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just say thank you. 
We honor Felicia, Father God. We thank you for her husband. We thank you for her son, who's also an entrepreneur, Father God. Touch her heart. Give her wisdom, power, and knowledge, Father God. You gave the vision, allow the vision to go to the next level, global, Father God. Send the resources. Send the, not just the education, financial blessings coming through her, Father God. She's an encourager. She's an entrepreneur, Father God. Give her strength and courage to continue just being Felicia, every entrepreneur spirit that you have placed in her belly, elevate it and take it to the next level. We ask in these many blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. 